0: We are back with another episode of JR Takes. As always, Ryan and I coming at you with the latest Seattle sports news. And Ryan, we've had a couple sad moments here in the past week or so. Uh, number one, the Huskies dropped the, the Natty on Monday. That was a that was a heartbreaker. They kept it close until the very end, but um, honestly, I mean, a couple bad calls, but in reality, the better team won. I- I'll admit that. But um, I would agree but I don't know if you wanted to say too much on the game, but, uh, Uh, I mean,
1: I feel like as hard as it is to say, given how huge of a moment that was for Seattle sports, a much more important thing just happened yesterday. So I figured we would just jump right off with that for sure. For sure. Pete Carroll, um, being let go as the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks after 14 years, what was your reaction to that news? Because for me, I was really shocked.
0: Um, I was surprised, and then I was like, kind of like, almost apathetic about it. I was like, uh, eh. like, I, it was time. I, I'm not like surprised or sad. And then I watched the press conference, and then I was sad after
1: that. That's really similar to how I responded to it as well. Because at first I was like, wow, I can't believe that they're actually doing it. I thought he was basically unfireable. I thought he was at least going to play out one more year and then they'd reevaluate after 2024. And then I was immediately going through the pragmatic thought process of, oh, who are we getting next? Are they going to keep Gino? Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, once I listened to that press conference, man, that was so much more emotion than I expected. Um, out of Pete and out of myself, um, just really made me realize. Like I love that guy. You know, yeah. he's been like almost like a grandfather. He's a grandfather figure, figure. to yeah, every sure. Seattle sports fan, and you know I guess if if we just have to kind of sum up what he means to this city, to this community, to Seattle sports in general, and to football in general, I don't think we're ever gonna bring in a head coach that's gonna have. Even close to an impact of the just the impact that he had on Seattle sports. He and the culture he built, and the way he was able to coach with compassion and with empathy and understanding and positivity and have it actually work and have a badass team with it because. I remember when he got hired, people were saying, oh, he's too rah-rah, it only works with kids, it's not going to work with grown NFL players, and there was this old school mentality that head coaches just had to be complete dickheads, because let's be honest, how many coaches in your life were just assholes? Probably all of them. All of them, yeah. And Pete has was never that guy. He was the – I mean, I've never met him, but you get – pumped up just listening to him talk for 30 seconds and you get a you crack a smile on your face he just has this infectious positivity about him and you know he gets hired it gets a third chance in the NFL and people were saying immediately that it's not going to work but he made it work and I think there's been a culture change not just in Seattle but league-wide with these coaches coming in that are more empathetic towards the players and you know treat them Just focus more on on the human aspect of it, and
0: I, going off of that, think about growing up and playing football. Like, how many coaches, or at least for me anyway, like how many different times in different sports across, how many times there was a coach where I was like, I really don't like that coach. It's almost making me not want to play this sport altogether. And you think about what Pete Carroll does. He lets everyone be themselves and is essentially the good cop in every scenario where you have Jamal Adams being a total fucking knucklehead on Twitter and going after people's families, and Pete is still acting like Jamal was not in the wrong. And it's just like, if you have people like that in your corner, then yeah. Like, he's a generational type of coach. But then you have the other side where, like, everyone thinks playing football you have to be so hard-nosed and, like, emotionless and... It's not the way that the sport should be played, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people. I think the sport loses a lot of probably good players because of that attitude. And I think we're shifting to a better, I guess, approach to the game. And I heard a quote from Danny Amendola this week. I don't. You probably heard it too. I about did not. Bill Belichick. He was just um, let go. Mutually parted ways, supposedly. Oh, Bill but Bill let's. Did not. Yeah, that was yeah, this that morning. Yeah, this morning. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, and Danny Amendola said uh, we worked for Bill and we played for Tom, and that's kind of a like, I guess, sort of a reflection on how that organization was ran. I mean, remember that video I showed of Bailey Zappi when they beat the Steelers, and he went up to Bill, shook his head, and told Bill congratulations. Like that's crazy.
1: Yeah, so, it couldn't be. I I feel like Pete and Bill are like polar opposites of each other as far as their approach to coaching mm-hmm. and, and their personalities. So it, it's kind of crazy that they're both seeing the end of their tenure um, for their respective franchises within 24 hours. And Nick Saban, that's kind of a whole different conversation, but wild 24 hours for anyone that's been a football fan Wait, for the last... Nick Saban? He retired.
2: So all these really...
0: In the so past football, 24 hours, yeah. Yeah. Like...
2: Older coaches but successful like Yeah, they're yeah. all
1: seventy one or seventy two. It's a turn of the tide. It's man. it's pretty yeah. wild. I mean, it's like it's definitely an end of an era, for lack of a better way to put it. But um yeah, I just think you know, that <laughs> something that sums up Pete Carroll at its best is the guy was able to coach and get the best out of a player like Russell Wilson and a player like Marshawn Lynch mm-hmm. simultaneously, who could not be further apart personality-wise while, you know, keeping Michael Bennett and Richard Sherman and Earl Thomas in line and just the amount of characters that we had on those teams, you know, it, till this day, we still have some characters, but really you think of the core guys that that built the Seattle culture is the Legion of Boom era. And, you know, most of those guys wouldn't have had a shot in this league if it wasn't for Pete Carroll because of their personalities So I just think, as you were saying, it it really kind of he really showed that when you let people be themselves, you can get the best out of them instead of trying to force them into boxes and be robotic and all that. So I just have to say, you know, like I don't necessarily think the game moved past Pete Carroll, but as far as this being a football decision, the timing does make sense. Being seventy two, being towards the end of the contract. You know, we haven't won a playoff game since twenty nineteen, we haven't won a divisional playoff game since twenty fourteen. So there's reasons, but even if we get a coach in here immediately who is a better coordinator and maybe even gets us back to the big game, we're never gonna get a coach in here ever again that's gonna care more about this community and the players and the culture. And there's just never gonna be a like there's never gonna be a guy like Pete Carroll again.
0: Yeah, agreed. I don't really have much more to say about Pete as far as what he what he did for the culture. Um I mean, like I said, I was so ready to move on from Pete yesterday when I heard the news and it took me like almost like I skipped the grieving process. I was like, "Oh, okay. Moving on to the next best thing. I want a I want an offensive coach. I want you know, to trade up to get a quarterback. I wanna to just totally flip this thing. Goodbye, Gino, all this, that and the other. And it just like I had to I stopped for a second and had to like I guess let it all kind of sink in and He's yeah. been the
1: coach for half our life, dude. If you think yeah. about it, since twenty ten.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: and I don't know if you saw, but Bobby and Tyler and Gino were all there for the press conference yesterday. Was and Russell or something? Russell came. So there was a retirement party for Pete Carroll last night with like the Legion of Boom era guys, some mm-hmm. of them. And yeah, Russell flew up from Denver to hang out with everybody, which- that's
0: That makes me happy. Yeah. That's it, really awesome. I
1: think, I mean, that, if you still vilify Russell Wilson, I think right there, that's got to put a pin in it, man. Like- the guy made a mistake, but, um, you know, I fully embraced him back as, you know, a Seattle legend. Um, I think it's been humbling for him. And, you know, he wh- – I don't, I don't think he's being disingenuous. I think he truly does love Pete Carroll, and I don't think he'd be back up here if that wasn't the case. So that was really cool to see. And um, I heard a little snippet because they didn't release the full interview. I know.
0: I was bummed about that.
1: With the I tried to Rock listen to song. it today,
0: and I could not find it.
1: I just saw a 30-second clip, and Pete was talking about it with a sulk this morning and was just saying uh, when when uh, Pete was leaving the party last night, Sherman and Wilson stopped and and were just like, isn't it crazy that it took all this to get us back together? Yeah. And, what? you know, I think, you know, w- we zoomed back 10 years ago and we're, you know, well on our way to winning Super Bowl forty-eight. I think everyone in the Northwest thought we were well on our way to becoming the next Patriots, you know, winning multiple championships, repeating all that. And it didn't work out that way. But for for it to all end and to have this core group of guys that are just icons back together for the most part, minus Earl, I wish it had hadn't gone the way it did with him. But it's a really beautiful way to close out this chapter of uh, Seattle sports history, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I wonder if Earl will ever get some sense. and
1: I hope he gets the help he needs.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean by that. Yeah, uh, Not that I think he's an idiot or anything like that. There's clearly something going on that's mm-hmm. more than just that.
1: Yeah, it's just sad. But, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I guess that's all I really have to say about it. Um, I think it was words that need to be said because Pete, Pete's our guy. And we shall never see his like again.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. I didn't certainly didn't feel this way when Mike Holmgren retired. Um, he was a great, great guy, great coach. Mm-hmm. Um, loved, have some great memories of him. But and then skipped the Jim Mora ju- junior year that just like, didn't happen. And then <laughs> uh, the Pete Carroll era. Yeah, it's 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 sad, obviously, to see him go. But I think we wanted like to to hold on to him is more. I feel like clinging on to nostalgia than it is to moving on and progressing forward Mm -hmm.
1: the bottom line is the league has changed and there was too many games this season if i'm being objective where i felt like something was really off about this team in a not good way you know Mm -hmm. both rams games come to mind the steelers game in particular i i think if that game had gone differently we might not be having this conversation right now we almost certainly wouldn't because we'd be in the playoffs but I feel like in the last like three, four years, there's been too many games where the Seahawks just show up and look half asleep and soft, and Pete Carroll said it himself in his closing interview that we had kind of lost our edge, um, mm-hmm. specifically at the line of scrimmage and run the game, stopping the run, and yeah, that's that was the very first thing we tried to establish when he got here, and... We couldn't establish it anymore, so I still think he's a great coach. I think if, you know, somehow or another he ends up coaching another football team again, they're going to be successful, Um, but it does make sense that for the franchise, it's it's probably time to move on, and John Schneider, for the first time in his career, is going to have full control of this team's roster and this team's coaching staff, so... That means all these coordinators are gone basically. Uh, Waldron's being interviewed as we That's speak. That's why I
0: don't think we're going to go in the Dan Quinn direction. Oh, nor do I think we should.
1: I don't think we should either. I think it would be like the same thing as keeping Pete but worse potentially.
0: And yeah, it's like prolong it's like putting a Band-Aid on like you're just pro- prolonging the inevitable of changing once again what you want to do moving forward as far as a culture standpoint, Mm. which I think Pete built a great culture. And, I mean, people that I've had this conversation with are saying, like, oh, well, we have already have all these defensive players. We might as well keep a defensive-minded guy, blah, blah, blah. It's like we have all these offensive weapons too. I think it's
1: the opposite. I think we should – my number one target, just purely from a schematic perspective, is Ben Johnson from the Detroit Lions because he – I, I think he could basically take this offense as is, make a few changes, and get us to be a top five offense. Because I think we should have been this year. I think it was Agreed. a major blunder that we weren't.
0: Or um, Jim Harbaugh. That's my only – that's like my, my Shohei Otani prayer again. When, like, I think, I happen, like, I don't think it's going to happen, but like
1: – I don't think it's going to happen because I think Jim – first of all, the optics of it going from Pete to Jim would be really weird. Well, and awkward, but second of all, I think Jim is gonna want a team that he can completely blow up and also be like at least co GM of, and I don't think he's gonna get that here.
0: Maybe we don't know if he wants that. Like he could, but I'm mean, I,
1: I'm speculating that that's my guess. Yeah, like I mean, I think he's a great coach and I think he would do a great job here, but I just I for the that reason, like I think he would more likely go to a team that's at you know, like like the Panthers or something. That's, like, I really can't see him going there, actually. Maybe somewhere more like uh, like Atlanta. I don't know.
2: Or he just wants to stay in Michigan and win more That, too. That, too. Yeah. But I don't know what the arc of, like, of a call it. Like, because he was in the NFL, then he went to college. And
1: then... He was college, NFL, oh, college. Okay. So, I don't know. Um,
0: I mean, he's won the national championship... I'm, I'm sure he probably now wants to win a Super Bowl as a coach. I, I feel like the whole me. thing
1: with Jim Harbaugh has just been like speculation that he's going to be in the NFL in 2024, yeah. though. Because yeah, I've heard no, that, no like... one's
0: actually heard him say those words. Everyone's just saying shit.
1: Yeah, and I've heard that all season. Like yeah. I was hearing that in September. So I, I think
0: I... that's. I think it's just what everyone wants. It's what I want. I don't have any basis of why he would do it. I'm just it would be cool. Mm-hmm. He was a great coach in the NFL, and he was fun to hate. So Agreed. he'd be even more fun to, uh, like, finally he's on our side. and We we get to watch him be like <laughs> on the sideline.
1: Yeah, another target I'd like to go after, if we go after a defensive-minded guy, would be Mike McDonald, the Ravens defensive coordinator. Because, mm. dude, his, the way he's ran that defense this year has just been insane. And, uh, you know, he took a guy like Jadavion Clowney who has – been good, but never really lived up to his draft status. And in year 10, he's like an all pro. So I don't know. I, to me, I just think we need one of these really sharp, younger minds that are out there. And I think the culture that's established in Seattle is established and it's not going anywhere. Regardless of the coach, they'd really have to ruin things <laughs> for that to happen. But I think with, what Jody Allen has showed in making this move is like, we want to be competing for championships every year with this team, and if we're not, then changes are going to be made. So even if we miss at this first attempt to get a coach, you know it could take a few years, but I I don't think we're going to like we're not going to get like a Jason Garrett is what I mean. I hope not, and I I really hope not. Yeah, and I I feel like. An internal promotion or Dan Quinn would be similar to that. Like I wouldn't be excited about it. I don't think we'd be bad because I don't. I don't think we have a bad roster. I mean, we just, we had a winning season. We should have won like three or four of the games we lost. So I don't think this team is that far from contention. It just needs a little more juice in the playbook and a I, few more players.
0: I also just worry about if we hire Dan Quinn. You think about it, Dan Quinn when he went to that Super Bowl. Remember who's who's offensive coordinator was? It was? Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. So it's like and what happened when he left? He was
1: bad. <laughs> yeah. So And their defense was terrible. I don't know if you remember, but I like, do.
0: Atlanta's never had a, a really good defense they the entire time, time I've been alive. Yeah,
1: they didn't even have a good that good of a defense when they went to the Super Bowl. They were like mediocre. Yeah. The Cowboys have a good defense right now um, with Dan Quinn at defensive coordinator um but he's not coming here to be defensive coordinator, coordinator. To be head coach, I'd love to have him as DC. That's fine. Um, but yeah, it's it's just going to be really interesting to see because I think basically since Pete Carroll got hired, we haven't seen this level of turnover in the coaching staff like at all because it's it's everybody. Like yeah. the entire coaching staff was told you are free to look for jobs. So pretty fascinating. Uh, you want to get into some playoff predictions?
0: Yes. So uh, Ryan and I decided to do a little playoff bracket, and so did Colby as well. And uh, I figured we could just uh, – you want to just go through um, each game, and we'll give our yeah, we predictions could do on kind of why we think what's going to go down and, and moving from there.
1: Let's do it. Um, you want to do
0: AFC first or NFC first?
1: Sure. Let's do AFC, AFC getting started in the tundra. Yeah, with the the Steelers at Buffalo, I think the Steelers are gonna mop the fucking or sorry, I think the the Bills are gonna mop the fucking floor with the Steelers. Um, really, no thought went into this.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with that as well. The Steelers, I, I'm shocked they even made the playoffs. Um, I wish we could vote them out of the playoffs. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen the Colts or or the the Bengals or whatever. Uh, Colby. Uh, yeah, I got the Bills. Nice. All right, that's unanimous.
1: Uh, Next up, what's actually going to be in the tundra is the Dolphins at the Chiefs. Um, I feel like because of the weather in this game, like if this was on a neutral site, I would actually take the Dolphins. But I feel like for some reason, I guess since the Chiefs have a better defense and the, the Dolphins' defense has lost a lot of players to injury the last few weeks, just feel like the team with the better defense here is going to win a frigid game, kind of like us versus Minnesota in 2015. So I had the Chiefs taking that gun.
0: Yeah, I pretty much for every reason you named, I chose the Chiefs in that regard as well. Just because I think the Dolphins, I mean, if they don't, they're not going to be able to do their passing plays and all this, like, timing mechanic bullshit that they do in game in and game out. And I think I heard a stat where they're, like, 0-16 or something in cold-weather games. Well, think
1: about it. All those players are acclimated to 78 degrees in humidity Mm -hmm. this time of year, and they're going to, like, Antarctica, basically, for this game. Yeah, so
0: for for those reasons, I have the Chiefs winning. I got –
2: I got – uh, Mike McDaniel's doing a little bit of upset. And <laughs> I Dolphins are gonna just eliminate the Chiefs in the first round. I would love for
0: that to happen.
2: Yeah, so that's what I got.
1: The next up, we got Browns at Texans. This is a sneak good game. Um, I think this is one of the funner matchups of the weekend because same. I could I could see this going either way. Uh, I just think that Browns defense is gonna be a little too much for the Texans, and the Browns winning a close game and. Joe Flacco gets a playoff victory at 38 for Cleveland.
0: I I have the Browns winning as well. I also though I could see it going either way because I could see the Cinderella story of Joe Flacco coming to an end. I could just I could see him having a horrible game Throwing just out like of out picks. of nowhere, just for no reason. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Browns are going to win. Uh, in a in a I think it'll be a medium scoring game. I think it'll be like 20 to 17. That makes sense, Colby.
2: I got um, I got the Texans C.J. Stroud coming out with the, cause well, yeah, he's he's a rookie getting a playoff victory as nice. rookie, It is kind of, you know, it's really actually funny C.J. Stroud versus Joe Flacco, like literally, like the opposite
1: ends, like like a 22 like year old versus a almost 40 year old.
2: But I have yes, uh, Texans Texans winning that one.
1: Nice and not... over to the. NFC side, we got Cowboys versus Packers. You know, I could see the Packers winning this. They've been playing really good football lately, and Jordan Love has been on fire. But I just feel like the Cowboys are at home. Um, Dak's been playing better than Jordan Love, so I I like the Cowboys to win this in a shootout, something like 38-36. Yeah, I got the the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, I got the Cowboys as well. I just... Not a big believer in that Packer team. I think they're uh, they're I think one of the youngest teams in the league. They are, um, and I just think that that'll catch up to them um, in the wild card round. They will not make it past the Cowboys. Yeah,
2: unanimous Cowboys. I got
0: that. Yeah.
1: So next up, really interesting storyline. You have Matt Stafford returning to his home team, kind of uh, the team that drafted him and he played for for what like 10 years, 11 years, something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Rams at Lions. I actually think the Rams are going to win this. The Rams, I've hated it. I've hated watching it, but they've been like the third at best NFC team for about a month now. I don't understand how they did it, but they did it and I have them moving on.
0: Nice. Um, Same. I have the Rams going into Detroit knocking them off uh, I think Detroit's just too inexperienced um in this you know playoff world I think the Rams have a lot of the pieces that they well I mean they don't they have a lot of missing pieces from that Super Bowl team but they have enough um they to, have the big three they, they have the they have the pieces where it matters and I think adding Kyron Williams to that um I yeah I think the Rams win this one kind of with ease I'm gonna say I think the Rams kind of shock a lot of people and win by two scores
1: Wow. What do you got, Colby?
2: I got I got the Lions here. I got the Lions making a run, so you're going to be hearing that a lot from me. But, yeah, Lions.
1: And then the final uh, wild card game of that weekend slot is Eagles at Bucks, And this is kind of a coin flip match, and I really think actually at the end of the season the Seahawks were better than both these teams. Mm-hmm um but one of them has to win i have the eagles winning because i just i just feel like that team has so much more talent than the bucks they have to find a way to prevail um even though they've been playing like dog shit for about six weeks so i have the eagles but if you pick the bucks i'm not going to be like surprised at all
0: yeah i took the bucks i think the eagle season is going to come crashing down to this week uh they're going to lose in a heartbreaker but I think Baker's gonna bake, and uh, the Bucks go on to play next week. Yep. Survive to the divisional round. Yep, I got I got Baker Bacon,
1: and I got the Bucks here. <laughs> yep. Interesting. Moving so, on to the divisional round. Yeah, and I think um, I think there'll be slightly different games for each of us. But um, yep. starting off in the AFC again, I have the Ravens uh, beating the Browns in what I think will be a close game but I just think that that Ravens team getting a week of rest and just looking like the best team in the league for about the last month is going to matter, and I I could see this being close, like 23-20, something like that, but I got the Ravens winning that game.
0: I actually have the Browns going into Baltimore and upsetting them. I think the Browns are going to just be one of those underrated teams this year that makes a run, and... I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl necessarily, but I think they're going to win two playoff games, and I think that they're going to go into Baltimore, play a flat Baltimore team, and uh, just come out firing. David Njoku's going to score a touchdown on the opening drive.
2: Oh, yeah, I love Njoku. Um, I've got the Dolphins. Dolphins coming Ooh. up here in a uh, big upset.
0: Ravens. Oh, Colby's got the Dolphins going to the that AFC Championship game. That would
1: shock me. me. <laughs>
0: all right, that's no. I like I like yeah, the pick. It would be boring
1: if we all had the same picks here, but yeah, that would be crazy. Um, next up, so
0: we got the three seed or the two seed. Which yeah, is two seed the... versus
1: the three seed in in our brackets case. Uh, I have the Bills finally defeating the Chiefs because uh, they're at home this time. They've been a better team this year. I just, I just think that they're going to finally take this rivalry
0: in the I, playoffs. Agreed. I think it's time. I think it's Buffalo's time. All the stars are aligning. Joe Burrow got hurt. Uh, the Chiefs are struggling on offense. The Ravens are really the only one in their way, and they just got beat by the Browns in my bracket. So I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills knock off the Chiefs.
2: Yeah. I like it. I'm right there. Yeah, Bills. Bills are going to the AFC championship.
0: Yep. And then uh, moving on to the... NFC Divisional Round, Ryan, who you got taking on the Niners?
1: So it's Rams versus Niners in my bracket, and I could see the Rams pulling off the upset. Um, I just I just feel like that Niners team is too good this year, man, and I think they're going to pull away in the fourth quarter like they often do and win by about 10 points, 33-23 kind of game,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and go to the NFC Championship.
0: Yeah, I uh I think the Niners are too good. Um I think they're a Super Bowl type team. Uh cutting above pretty much every other NFC team by a large margin. The Rams are the only team that I could see sneakily uh knocking them off, but I don't think it's gonna happen. I think the Niners are gonna
2: win. Yep, same way I got the got the 49ers winning this one.
0: Against uh the, the Bucks. Bucks, nice. Yeah, I think they would destroy the Bucks in, yeah.
1: in a head to head matchup.
0: Yeah. And then who you got for two seed?
1: So we got Eagles at Cowboys in my bracket, and I'm purely doing this because it is illegal for the Cowboys to make it to the NFC Championship. So I got the Eagles winning in a really, really horrific, disappointing loss for mm-hmm. the Cowboys where they should have won this game and had a billion chances
0: and then Dak those pick. Um, I actually – I have the Cowboys – in the NFC, cha- or yeah, I have them beating the Bucks, but I mean, let's slow our roll here. You'll wait till my next pick, and <laughs> you'll see why. Um, yeah, the uh, the Cowboys—they're just a lot better in every way, shape, and form than the Bucks, and uh, I can just—I think the Cowboys would win
1: a game like that, like forty-four to ten. Yeah. to be honest, uh, Colby. So I got the Lions going against the
2: Cowboys here. And um, I have Lions um, taking it to them and uh, going to the NFC championship. Nice. I mean,
1: they should have beaten them a few weeks ago, so I, I could see that happening.
0: Uh, conference championship games. Ryan, you first.
1: So I got bills at Ravens, and you know, I think this is the one of the toughest teams for the bills to match up against. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I just have a feeling that this is the Bills year for some reason, and I, I think they pull off a wild overtime win over the Ravens here in the AFC Championship, make it to the bowl.
0: I've got the Bill, or the Browns at the Bills. I do think the Browns make an amazing run, but I think it comes short this week. I think the Bills... The Bills, I said it ever since they lost to the Denver Broncos. You write off a team that has all the pieces, the personnel to win a Super Bowl. All they have to do really is just stay the course and ignore all the outside noise. And that's pretty much exactly what the Bills did. Mm-hmm. And I think that the Bills are going to continue to do that and they're going to find themselves in the Super Bowl. Yep.
2: So that's – I got the Dolphins at the Bills here and the Bills are, are
1: going to the Super Bowl. So we all got the Bills in the AFC. The that's say. Interesting. On the NFC side, uh, my NFC championship is Eagles at 49ers. So same matchup as last year, but with the field swapped. Mm -hmm. And I think the 49ers blow them out this time, kind of like how they did earlier in the season. Again, I just you've kind of felt it all season. There's just not a team in the NFC really that stacks up to the 49ers. And the Eagles, in my bracket, are kind of wondering how the hell they even got here. So... Super Bowl matchup is Bills and Niners in my bracket.
0: And uh, I've got the Cowboys at the Niners. Uh, I have the Cowboys losing to the Niners in the NFC Championship game to be the only thing that the Cowboys have to talk about for the next 20 years. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So, yeah, Niners in the Super Bowl, I just think that they're too good, and they they win by, I'm going to say, like, nine points.
2: Yeah, so... I got so Lions at um, the 49ers, and this is my yeah hottest take: um, Lions upsetting the 49ers. Even though I feel like I don't think that would happen, but I just am like I want it to happen, so that's my prediction.
0: Nice. So yeah, you got those have one Lions of those in there. Super Bowl list teams playing each other. I like yeah, it. Blue on blue. That'd
1: be a really fun Super Bowl to watch because I wouldn't be mad about either team winning.
0: And then Super Bowl champs, who you guys got?
1: So I picked them last year, and I'm picking them again this year kind of because I just want to will it into existence because I like this team a lot. I have the Bills beating the 49ers. You know, logically, I look at that matchup, and I think the 49ers are much better. But I think at the quarterback position, Josh Allen is much better than Brock Purdy and can make some things happen that, you know, only really Josh Allen a handful of guys can do. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of had that superhero cape on this whole season, and I, I think it finally stays on for enough games for them to get the job done here. And we have a classic Super Bowl, um, something like 27-24
0: comes down to the last
1: 20 seconds or so. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, yes, Um, I hope you're right. I have the Niners winning. I just think they're too good. Like, if they don't win the Super Bowl, this will be one of the best teams to ever win a Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, And that's kind of what I was basing my picks on is this team is just so fucking good that, like, if they lose, like,
1: wow. It's crazy that they lost five games at all, honestly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I think I picked them to go 11-6, and so I was close. But the vibes couldn't have been more off. Yeah.
0: So, Niners, Super Bowl champs. Colby?
2: Got um, Bill's. Bills just destroying the Lions. Like, the Lions somehow make it to the Super Bowl, but then the Bills...
0: Just run away with it? Yeah.
1: That would be... Wow. I can't even just imagine those two teams playing for that Super Bowl. That'd be so wild. Yeah. Because they've been so bad my whole life on the whole... Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's pretty much all I had for this podcast. I know we didn't talk yep. about the Natty that much, but honestly, it was kind of just painful. We didn't talk about the Cardinals game. Uh, that's I guess fine. I don't
0: want to talk about that anymore. Anyway. only
1: thing I'll say about it is Pete Carroll goes out with the dub, and it was a hilarious finish. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, let's hope these brackets uh, pan out. Um, mainly your guys's, not mine. <laughs> um, but, Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, we'll catch you on the next one. Yep. See you next time.